0: I was lucky enough for uh, to PwC to, to, I guess, look look beyond my grades and see me for a human um, that, that I was, um, that I am. Um, with, you know, life experience, I've been travelling and, you know, had these uh, illnesses and overcome them and, and still got to where I was um, and, you know, still still there sort of you know really really wanting to push ahead with a with a good career. Um, and PWC is the, the first stop.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode we're speaking with John Russell. Financial advisor and property investor. He delves into all he's packed into his young life so far. The good, the bad and the settlement of over $100 million in property. While he's forged ahead in his property career in leaps and bounds, his inspiring tales don't end there. Russell bounced around literally between different careers before settling on property.
0: I come from probably a non-traditionalist background uh, for property. So I come from an accounting background um, with a Bachelor of Business in Accounting. I actually worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers um, straight out of uni uh, and then got uh, got involved in uh, financial controller type type work um, for fully trampolines, I'm not sure whether you've heard of fully trampolines before, big uh, trampoline company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and from there, I actually wanted a bit of a change of scenery, I, I had some, some health issues and all that sort of stuff, um, had some brain surgery, so I wanted a change of scenery and got into residential real estate, um, which, is, which is great, um, so that, that sort of went on for about three years. And Then I really wanted to, you know, round back and uh, and utilize my residential real estate experience along with uh, my, I guess, accounting background, and that led me to financial planning. I was an advisor for about three or four years, and um, you know, just sort of, I guess, not so recently, but recently enough, uh, made the full decision to to really. So really, I guess, uh, focus on property as an investment class.
1: When he's not in the office for a client meeting, he typically spends his days out on property sites. So
0: I'll be meeting with property aggregators, uh, developers, seeing new stocks, seeing future stock uh, to the market. Um, You know, Online using research tools, Um, uh, if I've got client appointments, I'm in the office. Uh, preparing research packs uh, for them, uh, property presentations for them um, and, and and really doing the, the financial analysis and research behind those properties. Uh, so that's that's probably it in 60 seconds. Um, so really depends on whether I've got a client appointment or if I don't have a client appointment.
1: Let's lead into your story and getting to know you personally. Share some interesting facts about your past. Firstly, where did you grow up?
0: Yes, I was born in Canberra. Um, don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> I moved to oh, – I love to all the uh, Canberra there. Um I moved to Brisbane when I was uh, five uh, and started to grade one up here um, and lived in it's um, a suburb on the south of Brisbane. Um, and uh, yeah, spent the last 30 years of my life up here, which has been uh, which has been great. It was actually my father who had uh, he had got a really lucrative sort of uh, contract uh, offer uh, in his sort of space where he works in IT development uh, to come up and, uh, and and work up up in Brisbane. So it worked out well.
1: Life has thrown him a loop for several times, but each time he overcomes his challenges to come back stronger than ever.
0: So I would have started primary school in 1994 at Belmont State School. Um, it's a nice little school, quite well, quite well known. There's a few, few Olympians and that has uh, has gone there from memory. Um, and then from there I started at. The Anglican Church Grammar School, or Churchy, um, as, as it's better known, uh, in Grade Eight, and went through uh, all the way through to Grade Twelve, and then uh, the following year, I I was at QUT, so the Queensland University of Technology, uh, and studying semi-hard there, I guess. <laughs> um, so I studied a Bachelor of Business in Accounting. Uh, the experience is really good. I, I did love the unit. I. Um, I got diagnosed with cancer when I was 19, so it was my my first year out, um, actually of, of high school, uh, first year at uni. Uh, so I, I sort of I was in and out of hospital uh, for uh, chemo and and whatnot for for majority of that uh, that year, uh, and didn't really go back. Full time uh, until the second year, so it did take me a little bit longer to finish. That so took four years uh, for me and in the end to finish a, a three-year degree, but but there and
1: then end. Well, that's amazing to be able to hear an, an inspiring story, you know, especially going through that. That must have been a, such a tough, tough time for you, especially at a young age of 19. So what what was happening during that time? Because the whole year, you know, to go through chemo to to treat the cancer and so forth. What was going through your head? Um, Because it would have been quite a a challenge, I'd
0: say. I reflect on it occasionally uh, with with my wife, and it's it's one of those things that uh, you know. Looking back now on it, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that I don't have to do it now. (laughs) Um, But back back then, living at home, it, it seemed it seemed like a you know just it was it was a roadblock. Um, if, if that makes sense. It's sort of just something that I needed to to get through. Um I I was pretty focused uh, on basketball and sort of due to due to, you know, really I guess, you know, do other things uh in in, in and around basketball. Uh it was sort of the height of my uh height of my career and that sort of uh put a nice big uh, halt to that. Um, so yeah, it really put things into into perspective uh, for me, particularly particularly around you know the importance of family and friends and uh, having having a a support network around you, um, which has uh, stuck with me uh, all this all this while.
1: Yeah, that's so important. How did you find out that you had cancer, if I may ask?
0: I woke up one Saturday morning. I, I was still living at my parents' um, home at that point. I woke up and I felt this massive, massive tumour in my neck, actually, um, and it happened happened pretty quick. Uh, it was the tumour is five by three centimetres. So, uh, if if anyone out there is uh, if they know enough about cancer and tumours, I know that. Uh, that's a pretty large, uh, large tumor, particularly to have in the neck. Uh, so it sort of stuck out like a you know, second head type thing. Um, so I noticed that pretty quickly, um, but yeah, funnily uh, enough. It took quite a while to diagnose exactly what it was. Um, ended up, ended up. Uh, with the diagnosis of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, it's, it, technically it's called diffuse large B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is the curable kind. It's fast enough uh, growing for chemotherapy to, to work. So that was, um, it was, I guess, a, a bit of a, a bit of a shining light. I guess uh, in, in all of it was that it was curable. Uh, so it, you know, you can reflect back on things, and that's one thing that I'm always grateful for. Is that I can reflect back and just think, Hey, it could have been a lot worse.
1: Wow, that's that's crazy. So, I guess, um, w- w- did you notice that before that day on the Saturday, or w- did it just all suddenly just pop up?
0: Um, no, I, that was that Saturday morning. I went downstairs, so I sort of, uh, remember feeling it, and I, you know, I. Just uh, went up to went up to my sister and my brother at the time, and um, I said, "What do you think?" And she showed my dad, and said, "What do you think?" And he said, "You know, to go see a doctor." <laughs> so I pretty much booked in uh, booked in straight away, and next thing you know, I was there.
1: Wow, wow! So that was a life changing moment that everything just completely changed into, you know, the focus to try and get get that out as quick as possible.
0: I actually grew up with syndrome. So um, having, having that there is honestly a bit of a punch in the face, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I thought I'd had my sort of uh, fair share of medical stuff. But look, it, it, it worked out. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm no more likely to, to get that sort of uh, type of cancer than anyone else is.
1: After taking some time to recover and reflect, he was accepted into a prestigious graduate program at Price Waterhouse Coopers. It's
0: a pretty intensive sort of graduate program that I was in, um, and that that sort of it really reaffirmed that I I didn't really enjoy um, tax. <laughs> um, I. I certainly know a lot about tax, and I know uh, I know what to do, and you know all that sort of stuff. And I know how to help clients um, when it comes to tax. But did I want to be doing tax returns for the rest of my life uh, or financial statements? No, absolutely not. Um, but it was a it was a great introduction to learning the uh, uh, the ins and outs of business and and of personal wealth as well. I was lucky enough for. Uh, to PWC to, to I guess look look beyond my grades and see me for a human um, that that I was um, that I am uh, with you know life experience I've been travelling and you know had these you know, illnesses and overcome them and, and still got to where I was um, and you know still still there sort of you know really really wanting to push ahead with a with a good career um, and. PwC was the the first stop. I basically, uh, you know, basically wanted to utilise that experience to, to and like, like you said, it is one of those sort of sought after type, um, type programs. So I think coming out of that, you do have quite a few commercial accountant opportunities available. To that, that seems to be the, uh, you know, the the case when people you know sort of duck out from big four accounting firms um, so I, I had the opportunity to to, to start with bully just as an accountant initially um, and yeah worked uh, worked my way up there uh, pretty quickly um, which was which was really fun really really stressful and uh, yeah I probably put on about 20 kilos that I shouldn't have uh, at that time which i've since lost.
1: But Gosh. So that experience working in accounting. What were you doing there?
0: So I went from doing doing tax returns, obviously, uh, for individuals and companies and trusts, to really, I guess, to managing managing budgets uh, and and forecasts for a, a startup. You know, company at that point. This this is a long time ago, seven odd years ago, eight years ago, um, and really managing that side of things for a company that went from you know twenty million dollars, at, at, you know, turnover a year to about a hundred million while I was there. So it was uh, it was certainly stressful, uh, but you, I got insight into seeing you know a, a startup company i got insight into you know the how companies really work and how they grow uh, it's been it was it was a really really uh, learning uh filled time in in my life in terms of uh the the real life knowledge that that you you can really get uh, there's only so much books can teach you um and and that that was that was like but they say getting thrown in the deep end is the only way to learn. That was getting thrown in the middle of the Pacific with no life vest or anything. It was, yeah, definitely sink or swim.
1: Coming up after the break, he shares more about his time at Volley and what it taught him.
0: Running a hundred to $200,000 a day sort of cash flows in and out. Um, uh, on a shoestring budget, really, at that point, um, was pretty uh, pretty intimidating, but also it, um, it it made you pretty patient, but also aware of um, you know, you're forced to be aware of what's going on.
1: What got him interested in real estate, and how quickly it all happened?
0: At that point, I decided I I wanted to um, to you know get into real estate and and see you know try my hand at it, try my luck. Um, and from there uh, i you know i was forced to hop up and you know, talk about myself and
1: he shares the advice he has for everybody but especially for young adults
0: i think the the mistakes that you've got to um, you know look at is you know, you, you you are always making a trade-off. There's always a sacrifice in terms of what you're doing. If you're going out and having a good time, if you're spending a a heap of money on nice clothes, uh, nice cars, uh, things like that, there's always going to be a
1: trade-off. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Story. Russell can only describe Woolley's CEO as having a ridiculous drive and leadership ability.
0: Uh, while he, you know, might be years and years younger than, you know, what Steve Jobs would have been now, he's, he's someone with that sort of drive and that sort of creativity and that sort of leadership ability. Um, you either sort of love him or hate him type thing um, and, you know, I, I, I really sort of weren't Learned a lot from him. Um, it was, it it wasn't that, it wasn't that um, he necessarily asked questions and expected you to sort of come up with, uh, you know, come up with the goods on the spot or anything like that. It was some of the some of the tasks that he asked you to do and, you yeah, know, frankly, you know, next to impossible. But you couldn't say no because. There's always there's always a way um, there's always a, a way around these things. Um, it's just about sitting down and figuring it out. Uh, so he did he did instil patience into me, uh, which is which is great. And probably the other the other thing is um, with, with a with a business startup, whatever established, whatever it is, cash flow is king. Um, you know, running running a hundred to $200,000 a day sort of cash flows in and out um, uh, on a shoestring budget really at that point um, was pretty uh, pretty intimidating but also it, um, it, it made you pretty patient but also aware of, um, you know, you're forced to be aware of what's going on.
1: Wow. So tell us a little bit about that business. Like, What exactly did the, did the business offer in terms of its products and services?
0: Vully uh, is well known for its uh, spring free type trampolines um, and they're sort of home, uh, home like outdoorsy sort of uh, playground stuff. So uh, my, my my brother and sister in law have a Vully trampoline out the back with a you know basketball ring installed uh, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, you can put up tents and camping them in the backyard um, they're they're certainly very popular very popular in uh, in, in queensland that's for sure. it's been a, um, I think a, a long journey for Joe and their team I obviously left uh, a long time ago now um, but the yeah the the company has has grown and morphed and changed uh, along the way which is uh, it's been great to great to see
1: after 18 months of volley he took stock of his life and realised there was one more thing he needed to check off his to-do list. I
0: actually actually decided um, again. I uh, hopefully don't want to stay on the medical side of things for too long, but uh, I decided to get, um, I guess, corrective surgery for my Tourette's uh, brain surgery, um, which is called deep brain stimulation. Um, so that has essentially fixed my threats, um, which is great. Uh, and I needed some time off, um, you know, for that. So I basically, basically, uh, came to an agreement with, um, yeah, with with Joe that I'd I'd finish up. And, um, after that, um, I obviously have a recovery period from surgery. And then I decided after that that I just wanted something completely different, uh, yeah, in my life in terms of, uh, in terms of you know my future, where I was going and all that sort of stuff, climbing a corporate ladder, um, you know, and and whatnot inside a firm with an accounting base, and that being my base, wasn't wasn't necessarily something that you know I I felt like was going to be my passion um, moving forward. And I I don't I don't use the word passion uh, lightly. Uh, I definitely. I definitely am in this in this position now uh, because I do have a a big passion for property.
1: Once Russell discovered property was what he wanted to do in his life, he didn't hold back. He signed up to attend a careers night at L J Hooker, and the rest, as they say, is history.
0: At that point, I decided I'd, I'd. I wanted to, um, to, you know, get into real estate and and see, you know, try my hand at it, try my luck, um, and from there, uh, I. I was forced to hop up and talk about myself and all the usual sorts of things that they get get you to do on careers nights, nights and stuff. Um, And one of the sales uh, executives came up to me and he was from Sydney at the time, and he said, "Mate, I reckon you'll kill it. Um, You know, let's let's get you started. You know, when when can you start?" Sort of thing. And I said. "Uh, yeah, whenever <laughs> I had to, I had to do my uh, do my real estate you know, course. At that point, it was the, uh, just a salesperson certificate. Obviously, a licensed agent now, but I um, yeah, did the salesperson certificate and got started. Uh, got started listing and, and selling, um, which was which was great.
1: After that, he searched for a real estate mentor and found one in Deborah Evans, the principal and number four all time for Remax.
0: She was fantastic, so she sort of really taught me the ropes uh, in and around property. I felt very confident after after sort of spending a bit of time with her that I was I was very good on the property side of things. Um, but I, I got to the point where I, I really I really wanted to utilize my my knowledge in, in its full sort of uh, full breadth. Um, so I ended up uh, literally just for, for not for, wouldn't call it for fun, um, but for a purpose. I studied uh, my diploma of financial planning um, and I knocked that off in a couple of weeks. I enrolled at, um, uh, sorry, I applied for a job at Spring Financial Group at the time. They're a listed uh, financial advice company, um, and that their their advice was heavily uh, heavily based on on property um, as, as as well. Uh, so you know, self managed super funds, um, personal investment advice, all that sort of stuff. So um, from 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 my point of view, it was a great fit. I understood. People's finances. I understood wealth like nothing else, and I also understood real estate and the value of of, of good good real estate. So it, it came together. I got that job. That was a pretty sought after role at the time as well. Uh, to 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 land that job um, up here, so it was good. Um, went to Sydney for a bit uh, for for training. I think I was there for a month and came back up to to work in the office uh, up here. And I was probably uh, there for a couple of years
1: after seeing so many amazing properties daily, he found one that was perfect for him and in true Russell style, he went straight for it
0: doing the numbers myself um, on all of all of these all these amazing properties that you know that we do um, we do sell to, to clients um, I, you know, I I found one myself that I I, I loved, Um, and yeah, Doug, head first. I'd been through the process so many times with, with, you know, clients uh, at that point that I sort of knew what to expect, so it was very different to, uh, very different to someone Fresh-faced, um, you know, coming into it for the first time, I knew what to expect. I knew there was conveyancing ways. I knew that there was you know, this and that, and I, I, I sort of knew the process. Um, so, you know, to to be able to to um, utilize that, um, I I think it really took the pressure
1: off. That first property he purchased was a unit in Brisbane. Since then, he's become a rent rentvester. And he and his wife was looking to buy a home together in the same region.
0: At this point, it's different because it's not about the numbers; it's it's about the future. So we want to think, you know, what what are we going to do? Um, you know, long term, uh, we're going to we're going to sit here for for five years, ten years, twenty years. We've really thought about it for a long time, and we want that. That thirty-year, um, you know, thirty-year journey uh, for something that we can, you know, grow in and um, out of. Know, if we decide to have children and and beyond all that sort of stuff.
1: His one big lesson he wants to teach is one every young person needs to hear.
0: Probably, uh, for me and for everyone out there, I, I, I mentioned this recently. Um, uh, to, to someone else. I, I I personally think credit card debt is the devil. Um <laughs> so people nowadays I, I, I can see, you know, years after pay and zip pay and those sort of tools and, and whatnot. I, I get that, I understand. Um you know, the reality in today's world. Um I, I just think these days living within your means is it can be a little bit difficult because we live in this age where Instagrams a thing and people want to be you know they they want photos with a, a corona at the nicest bar in town um, you know that that corona comes at a price and I think the the mistakes that you've got to um, you know look at is you know you 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 are always. Making a trade-off. There's always a sacrifice in terms of what you're doing. If you're going out and having a good time, if you're, you know, spending a, a heap of money on nice clothes, uh, nice cars, uh, things like that. There's always going to be uh, a trade-off, and that's that's going to be uh, that's typically going to be the trade-off between getting into some uh, a property earlier or later. Um, you know and. The the consequence there obviously is getting into a property earlier that appreciates in value, um, and typically if you can get in earlier, you get in at a, a lower price point as well. Um, you know, so you've got all these pl- uh, factors at play uh, that really, r- really, I guess push push you in this direction. You know, well, you know. <laughs> I've got a life. I know everyone has to live, uh, but sometimes you have to put your your sensible cap on and and go. You know, this this pay, I'm I'm going to save 10%. So, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big believer in you know the the superannuation system, obviously. Um, but I'm also a big believer in in saving at least 10% of your salary, um, 10 to 20% of your salary. Uh, or you know your earnings, profits, whatever it might be, um, to, to put aside in, into a kitty and have that stashed away for growth purposes. Um, to invest either in property, whatever it is you know you're going to do, it's just going to be used to um, to to grow your wealth over time.
1: John Russell's story continues in the next episode of Property Investory. We'll hear about some of the best compliments he's received and what they did for him.
0: And also, um, a phone call I had recently with another client um, where, where he sort of turned around to me and said, look, everything, everything that you have told me um, and everything that you've said I have to say has turned out better um, than what you said and what we could have imagined.
1: The mindset that shifted him towards property.
0: It's really interesting when you're when you're sitting in front of clients and I'm sure people I'm sure you've done this. I'm sure people listening have have actually had this conversation before. Uh, but to to be quite, you know, quite frank, quite simplistic about it, you've got You've got a few options.
1: He shares how much of the unique way he communicates with his clients comes from and how much he learned from one of his mentors.
0: Probably not necessarily the way I deal with clients. Um that's it's very very much me. I've got my own sort of unique way of how I how I deal with clients.
1: And that's next time on property Investory. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short six months. To register interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.